You're now listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast, straight from the streets of Tokyo. And we ain't talking no sushi temples and shrines and shit, motherfuckers. Live from Tokyo, it's the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast, Tokyo Cliff. Chocolate Buddha in the house. And? And Henry. Henry. Yeah, that's all I need to we, say. Yeah. Brother Henry. <laughs> we got our brother Henry in the mobile man cave today. Yes, sir. This is a great man cave. Oh, yeah, <laughs> love yeah, it. yeah. I love it. Oh, man. Yeah. We yeah. sitting here chilling under underpass. It's hot as motherfucker out there, but we got the shade. Yeah, it's hot as fuck out here. We got the AC here. on. It's very hot, but this is this is cool in here, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Appreciate Thank you so it, my much brother. Here. No, oh, here. we appreciate having you in Happy everything. to have you here. Um, yes, so, we, where are we at? We're in Akihabara today. That's right. You're quite familiar with this area. Oh, yeah. It's only 30 minutes from my home. I live on the Tsukuba Express line. Um, this is a place I come to go shopping. Uh, my friends come from out of town. They want to find, or out of town, out of country, let me be honest. Mm-hmm. They want to buy electronic stuff. I'll bring them here. So I know this area really, really well. Now, 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 um, there's also something else about Akia Harbor that a lot of people aren't really knowledgeable, knowledgeable about. Okay. And what would that be? That would be this building that we're about maybe a hundred, maybe a hundred meters uh-huh. from. Okay. It's a seven-story building. You know what I'm talking uh, about. Oh, you mean uh, Mercy Boku or whatever? Oh it is? yeah, 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 yeah. Sex yeah. shop down the sex street. Sex shop. Seven I think floors. everybody there. It's great. Seven <laughs> floors of sexiness. It is great. It is. Except the funny thing about it, I love it, is that there's two floors women can't go to. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what's yeah. up with that? Well, I mean, if you've been on the floors, you can understand yeah. the Japanese mindset. Like they're going to see the little pocket thingies, or yeah. pocket rock. What are pocket rockets? What they call? Man, let's just call them what they use. Yeah. Pocket yeah. pussies. Pockets. Yeah. Tangas. Tinga. Tango. Whatever. Whatever they are, all that floors of all that kind of twisted yeah, tender. stuff that yeah. shows sort of the twisted mindset of men. I think yes. they're just embarrassed to have women see that. So the floors are all. I would love for women to see yeah. it because I think it would give them an understanding of just how depraved most of us are, and so they can be equipped and yeah. ready to deal yeah. with yeah. us. Yeah, once you, you see know? a dude with his eyeglasses on and he's sitting in front of that huge, like life-size silicon woman, then you start to realize just how. Just how much of a challenge it is for women to sort of get a break, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they need to see that, but unfortunately, it is what it is. But it's a very interesting shop, regardless. But I think when they go on that floor too, they'd be like, serial killer, serial killer, (laughs) serial rapist. Yes. Okay, I don't want to be on this floor. I don't floor. want to be on this floor. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing I think about. It's funny. This isn't a topic I intended to speak on, but one of the things about you know being in HR uh-huh. and trying to create women leaders or hire them or whatever, okay. women want, not women want, I mean, not group them, but you'll find that women start to emulate the behavior of men, some of them, mm. thinking to be a leader, i got to emulate men. Yeah. And if they get to see that third and fourth floor of that mm. building or fourth floor, whatever it is, they'll go, wait, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like and that. And then they'll be their own authentic leaders. That's one of the things we want to get out of this diversity for women. It's not for them to be like us. Okay. But really to get the talent out. That's a woman. You know, yes, what right. is, yeah. what's unique about their experience that comes out. Feminine energy, baby. Energy. And their energy, creativity and everything, you know, and all that, that kind of stuff coming out. But if they think... You know, if they only go to floor one and two and then floor seven, seven they're like, well, guys are kind of like us. Like, no, no, they're no, not. No, 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 we're not. <laughs> they're no. wired so differently that you do not want to emulate me, it because me. the core of who you are is different. Mm. So let's use that core and let's bring that core out. Absolutely. So anyway, nonetheless, yeah. 
I'm glad you brought up the shop, though. When you brought it, I was like, oh, I'm on a podcast talking about sex shop. But, yeah, you know what? I love talking about <laughs> but, sex but, shop. But at the same sex time, shop. man, first of all, sex is, is uh, how we say it down south, it's natural. It's natural. It's natural. It's natural. And also, on top of that, I just love the way, don't you love the way he blended the HR with the third and fourth floor of this sex shop? Well, everything's <laughs> linked the, to sex, ooh. though, man. Well, yeah, absolutely, that, yeah. It is. It, it's true that, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that women don't get to see, I mean, I, I raised, I raised, I mean, their mothers helped mm-hmm. me raise them, but I have five daughters, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, the biggest conflict I'll have with, like other parents or the mothers, not really a big conflict, but it's just a point of view is that I try to teach my daughters what men are. I protect them. Mm-hmm. Daddy's a lovely guy or whatever, but I try to show them and teach them to what men are. Absolutely. Even the ugliness of it so that they're prepared not to say be scared of men, mm-hmm. but understand your enemy. Absolutely. Right? And perhaps by understanding them, you can come to have sympathy, empathy, and love your enemy. Mm-hmm. But you need to first understand them. Right, right, and, right. And that's sort of like... Well, that's, that's for, what they call in parenting, which a lot of parents aren't, you know, they're, they're too afraid to do. It's called teachable moments. Teachable moments? Yeah. You know Very what I'm saying? Moments. Just be real with them, because they're going to find out one way or another. And I'd rather my daughter find out from me... Yes. Then to find out some, from somebody else who wants something in return. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I like the sandals. Actually, I would love, I had a pair of sandals like this about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I can't find them on the regular shops in Japan, my size. That's the kind of shoes I want, the open, sort yeah. of the, uh, the open style Roman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Plus some old school, can, man. Not not many brothers walking around school with sandals. Yeah, sandals, sandals with socks. I, know. <laughs> I wouldn't have the socks on myself. Yeah. But oh, you would have the socks on? I would not have the oh, socks okay, on, Oh, okay, I was about to say. Yeah. See, I'm getting out my age. I'm with you. Once well, I want the over, shoes though. The shoes. Are nice. Once you get over fifty, though, you will you will start. My dad, yourself. my dad, right? My dad, God bless his soul. He's still alive. But mm-hmm. God bless his soul anyway, cause he's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. My dad's king killer cool. He never wears socks. Mm. He's still seventy. He never wears socks. I always wonder why my dad never wore socks. And now, you know, I'm getting my dad's age. You know, <laughs> but I like I don't wear socks. I go in a business meeting, you know, or whatever. Without, yeah. Dealing with the board directors, I ain't wearing no socks. Sorry, it's just just what we do. You Where know, it's funny. It is a. There's a podcast I follow on Instagram, mm-hmm. and all they talk about is, um, you know, um, men fashion and, and, and mm-hmm. what's yeah. in style, what's out of style, and what you can do, what not do. And they, that's one thing they talked about uh, mm-hmm. recently: uh, wearing suits with yeah. shoes and no socks. No socks. Yeah. I went to Africa. I saw that. I mean, people were wearing no yeah. socks. They were dressed very interesting. I was gonna make sure I put, you know, I put a little shea butter on them on the feet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got the ash, got the ash. You know what I'm saying? Gotta get yeah, that shea yeah, butter yeah, on there. Shea yeah, butter yeah. on there. Well, Grandma used to just grab that lard. Yeah, have your forehead shiny and shit. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yes, oh, yep. we'll get to talk about share butter when I talk about Africa, guys. Mm. Oh, well, Henry, mm. you yes, know, sir. you kind of already introduced yourself. Uh, anything uh. else you want to tell the audience? Yes, to start I do. Off? I'm from West Virginia, okay. and I'm so thankful that I am. And I wanted to, before we started the podcast, mm. before we started, I told you guys we were talking a little bit about mm. my background. And I wanted to preface anything I say now with just this explanation of what I consider my faith or religion. Mm. Remember I said to you before, you talk to somebody and you realize, oh, that's why they're that way. You mm. figure out later. Maybe maybe the religion, how they were raised. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about my background because it shades everything I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was raised, I was born in Charleston, West Virginia. You know, West Virginia, being West Virginia, it broke off from Virginia or Virginia over slavery, so it has a very unique history. But what's most important to my upbringing was I was raised in a city called Institute. An Institute is a predominantly black town outside of Charleston, outside of a city called Dunbar, where West Virginia Colored Institute, one of the first historical black colleges in the United States, uh, was started. And it's now West Virginia State University. It's now mm-hmm. a state university. And 
Next to that, next to that town was the town of Dunbar, sort of an integrated kind of town. There was this huge park called Shawnee Regional Park. When I was about four years old, my father was promoted to be the manager of that park. So the swimming pool, the the, the, the whole the picnic, the huge um, like picnic shelters. For, mm -hmm. Like there were six of them with hundreds of people could be in them, and playground, a huge field, tennis courts, a soccer field. They had everything there, right? Mm. Everything a kid want basketball, hoops, everything. And my father was the manager. And we lived on the park. So every weekend, at least every weekend, from the age of like four until I left West Virginia at about 15, and then in the summers I still come back to see my dad. But I would spend my weekends with hundreds of different people, kids, mostly white. Mm -hmm. But, you know, my black friends from the neighborhood and then the, the, the white kids I went to school with, the white kids come to the playground. And I saw hundreds, if not thousands of kids every weekend. I'd mix with them. Mm -hmm. So, and most of them we play. There was no issue. You know, mm -hmm. I go to the, they have that picnic. They share food with us, break mm -hmm. bread with us. They're like, come on over. And I, was, I don't remember being called boy. I don't remember a lot of negative stuff. But then every now and then, there'd be a picnic or a person or a kid who'd say, I can't play with you because you're, you're darky or you're black. And I'm like, huh? And they're like, my daddy told me I couldn't. I'm like, okay. And occasionally you get someone who's pit bull and want to attack you. You know, mm -hmm. they bring their dog yeah. with them or something. But it was few and far between. And when I would see it, I would say, okay, wait a minute. There's something, it's not because they're white because I knew the white kids last week were fine with me, right? Or these black kids would pick, I mean, I get in fight with some of the black kids. So. I was, it was input in my mind very early that the, the issue we have as people isn't color, right? Mm -hmm. It's how color manifests itself socially, but it's not the color. Mm -hmm. So meaning, and then we were playing and kids were having a great time. I'm like, we all can play together. It's all going to work out. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had this one kid. I didn't mention this before. We had this one kid. He's a white kid, red hair. His name was Dwayne. I'll never forget him because he was the first kid, five years old. He would tell us he was a girl. We're five-year-old boys. We have no idea what he means. Yeah, we just think yeah. he wants to play like a girl, and he he would want to put on makeup and do what the girls did. And we're like, okay, mm. we really no one beat him up. Mm. We didn't really care, mm. you know. And so you know, all these different kids just getting along, and we're like, and it sort of taught me. I said, you know, there's a way this can work. Absolutely. Mm. And when I see my friends get angry or upset by racism or sexism, I was always the kid who had sort of like a different perspective. I'm like, you know what? There's more to it than this. Let's figure out what it is so this doesn't happen again. Absolutely. Right? My, my focus is always on let's not make it happen again. Where's the door where we can open that door, fix this problem, or resolve it, or whatever. So that just shades everything I do, mm -hmm. everything I'm going to talk about going forward. I have two brothers. Older one's Walter. Hey, Walt. Love you, man. Younger brother, Steven. Love him, too. Maybe more. Just kidding, Walt. Anyway, <laughs> and I have my mother, my father. Uh, my cousins all from West Virginia, some of them from this the town, you know, Rand, where, you know, you know Randy Moss mm -hmm. um, from. And uh, I went to, let's see, I went to Harvard, gotcha. went there because I wanted to see the big city. I thought that's where smart people went. So I told my dad when <laughs> I was eight, I said, I want to go there, dad. That's where smart people go and smart people change the world. Very, you know, naive point of view. Then you got there and you figure out. <laughs> I was like, no. And then I'm smart. Same shit every day. Same shit every day. I was like, okay. Great opportunity, though. I met, I met the premier of China. Oh, wow. Right? Zheng Zhaiman or whatever. He's still alive. Old okay. cat. But mm. he's the, the ex-premier of China. Met mm. him. Met a lot of famous people. Mm. Uh, met Jesse Jackson. I got to get exposure, which helped craft how I see the world. You know, I'm like, mm. I'm kind of, I'm very cynical gotcha. about leaders. Because leaders are so important. And a lot of people become leaders because they want power. Mm -hmm. Most of us do, but it's what you do with it. So I'm very cynical. I've seen a lot of leaders who are just full of it. I've met, I mean, um, I've met Louis Farrakhan. 
I've met, I've met presidents. We met Clinton. I've met uh, Gore. I met Jimmy Smith. He's probably the coolest one. Mm. Um, the coolest celebrity I've ever met. Uh, who else? Lots of people. Khalid Muhammad. Spike Lee was teaching at the school when I was a freshman. Oh wow. Uh, my roommate was taking a class with him. He was teachers right before Malcolm X, right when the movie came out, right before Malcolm X came out. So I've met a lot of people, and you know, for me, it's I realize that people are a construct of their experience, mm. and so I always try to realize that I could change people. I can change this world if I can change people's experience. So I have to be a leader in order to do that. Wow. Yes. So anyway, that's me. Yeah. Mm. And, that's and, it, guys. And, Sorry, and I don't mean you. to get no, preaching, no, but yeah. No, we appreciate it. Yeah, um, yeah, no for, doubt. For our audience listening, uh, hope you appreciated that. Thanks for Brother the dropping some jewels, baby. Uh, introduction. Um, so where are we going yes, next? It, it was, it was, next? it was actually great that you did that. You know why? Okay. Because what we uh, brought Henry on to talk about is um, pretty big, pretty huge. Being Japanese. I, I think, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> oh, yes. um, you know, maybe about two, three weeks ago, I read this article um, in the Japan Times written by fellow uh, a friend of ours of all of us uh Baye McNeil mm-hmm. shout out to Baye. Baye and it was about Henry Yay. becoming Japanese giving up his American citizenship okay. all transpar- say give up the stars and stripes for the Hinamaru Hinomaru. let me just for all transparency I have not yet uh, renounced my U. it's called renouncing I'll okay, give so up but have, I haven't yet done it okay I have okay. two years to do it uh, when I get the uh, Japanese citizenship uh, they beforehand they make you sign something saying you're going to give you have to give up your other citizenship. Oh, okay. And then they tell you within two years I have to renounce my U.S. citizenship. Within two or, years. Yeah, within two years. So okay. they give you time because they know it takes time, paperwork, is it, is and that, interviews, and things of that. But nature. as of right now, you you right now I'm you, I'm both. Oh, you're oh wow. Okay, is right now you're both. Right now I am both. Right For two years, you can be both. You can be both. Yes. Mm. FYI, to anybody who's uh, yeah, <laughs> who ever be in that I'm situation. Both. So um. I um so just to let you know yes but personally just to let you know where I'm where I'm headed yeah. yes I will renounce it because of where I want to do with my life it's just what I'm gonna do yes and that's cool yes and that <laughs> and wow I mean I'm I'm still like amazed and yeah so 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 let's get into it mm-hmm. um you have anything you wanted to say before we well yeah 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 I mean uh I look at I, I mean I you've been here thirty seven years yeah right? yeah I look yeah. at the world as you know I feel that the world is getting more and more borderless. So yes. uh, when people ask me, do you love America? I say, I love the universe. I love the world. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I think that people who never travel outside of the boundaries of the U.S. Mm-hmm. don't really know what they're missing. You know, go see other cultures. Go, yeah. go mm-hmm. learn and experience, and you'll yes. find out that these people are just like you. And I, I, that's very true. Even Africa, ironically, I felt that way as well. And what I think is key to that, mm-hmm. and people need to realize, or not they'll need to realize, but they will realize, and I hope they get the opportunity to realize, is that when you leave, there are communities of people who will welcome you. Absolutely. And you hear about Japan, you hear about all the difference, you may hear about racism and things like that, but you don't hear there are communities of Japanese people, there are communities of Chinese people, there are communities of brothers Brazilian, and sisters like ourselves, who will welcome you and break bread with you and help you and aid you and when you have that kind of community everywhere can become home mm. so that's one of the things that I would love to, to sort of promote here on the podcast mm-hmm. is that if you come to Japan I've met people just you know like I'm, I met you I know who you were yeah. I met, meet people I'm like hey welcome to the community yes. you know the community of us those people who want to build a better place build a better world so and 
Japan gives you any place in the world is going to give you a headache. Even home, we know America will give you a headache. Yes. But you have people there that you know give you the give you the ibuprofen, stroke your head <laughs> a little bit, give you a little whiskey or something to yeah. cool you down. Um, and that's what I think you really helps you and enri enriches you as you go abroad to give you courage. Yes. So the people are thinking, oh, I'm not going to leave. That's just for him. He's he's this Harvard guy. And he went abroad. I'm like, you know, honestly, I'm I'm here because I had a host family. Okay. Had a host family that said, you know what? Darky boy, you're our our son, and mm -hmm. welcome to the family, and that helped. A lot okay. of other things happened along right. the way too. And you know, to no. add on to yeah. what yeah, he said ahead. about um, being welcoming, and 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 you know, I, I you you've definitely um, shown that because the first time I met Henry, uh, we were at the Soul Food House. Uh, Soul Food House. Shout, shout out, out to David and Tiny Whitaker, yeah. owners of the Soul Food House. Don't forget that little baby boy they got, Jonas. Jonas. Yes. So yeah, I'm I, you know. I wanted to experience the Soul Food House, um, so it was like a Friday, and I just said, all right, I'm just go up there by myself. My wife was still working, and I get there, and it's, you know, pretty crowded, and I'm just looking around, like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm going to wait about 20 minutes, and then I, I saw Henry from a distance, and, you know, he just kind of waved and, 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 and uh, invited me over to the table to and asked me if I, if I had a seat and I said no you know I'm still waiting and he just invited me over to have dinner with his family and I just thought that was like so cool man and, uh, appreciate that, that man that's exactly the that's why I mentioned you're, you're first of all you're welcome mm -hmm. you're more than welcome but also it that whole picnic growing up in West Virginia shaded that people wouldn't you know welcome me into their picnic mm -hmm. and, absolutely and they didn't lose anything from it and it really it, it, it enriched me you know I'm mm. going to you know I, I it is what it is. So anyway, that's why I need to do that long freaking introduction. <laughs> but but now you know going uh, going back to what you were speaking of a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. Um, in order to be accepted by communities, I would uh -huh. say uh, you have to have a certain energy about yourself that that's that's welcoming. And, Very and true. so so and just you know having a chat with you before the podcast and everything uh -huh. like that you know some people walk around with that anger and people don't realize how much people can feel your energy oh, yeah. mm. and it, everywhere i go until you get asked him and i you know I, i'm just as extroverted as ever yeah, and i'll pull up beside somebody hey man what's going on so how's the family man you guys out here bicycling losing a little weight oh and then you just open up so i'm not saying it works 100 percent of the time but i feel that it's all about how you carry yourself. It's all about your energy. Yet that it that is. genuine, I can't describe it. Well, mm -hmm. it is, and that's why I think leadership is key, man. Because mm -hmm. like, if I'm sitting there, I mean, I'm very thankful. I'm the well, I'm the organ, I'm the president, the head of mm -hmm. you know, the Black Professionals Tokyo. I've, I got to give a shout out to Monique and everyone who's been involved. But you know, I'm the face of it for the most part, and you know, I'm glad I am because some people come to Tokyo with a chip on their shoulder. Mm -hmm. You know, they they want to. Do something different something pulled them away but they don't have that that that, that spark that confidence yet or they, mm. they're bitter they're angry you know that type of thing and a leader like myself i mean if the leader looks and says you know what that person doesn't belong in my group they're too bitter or they're not shiny or whatever it is then these people who could have a great career great life outside of the united states don't get it mm. but i'll look and say you know what that person could have been me if type of thing and you welcome them into the fold that's why at all levels whether it's your job whether it's your relationship that leadership whether it's a church or whatever mm. that leadership is so important and we Absolutely. have a really big responsibility to try to be better than we are 
and uh, provide hope to people, man. And, 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 you, and you mentioned the uh, Tokyo Black Professionals. Can you tell our audience what that is? What that is? Oh, yeah. So back in about 2006 or seven, group of us uh, had heard about this thing called First Fridays in the States. And First Fridays is where, you know, uh, colored folks get together and uh, sort of just celebrate, you know, um, uh, the end of the month, beginning of the month, usually the first Friday of the month. Uh, as a like an African American like social sort of networking thing that would go all go on in the United States. Mm-hmm. Someone said, "Let's do that in Japan," okay. and we got together at a TGI Fridays mm-hmm. to discuss this. Okay. And we were very serious discussion. We said, "You know what? It'd be great to have a sort of when African Americans or people of African descent come to Japan, they know there's a group they can find a safe space, right?" That was one of the important things. Someone, said, someone here to welcome them. To welcome them, yeah. yeah. At yeah. the same time, though, we know that. Because we, we, we've integrated into Japan, we know it can't just be about blackness. Exactly. It's about showing how awesome we all are. How, first of all, how varied the backgrounds are of people. There's no one black experience, right? Yes. Also, try to build bridges into the community. Yes. So that we can strengthen our position, mm-hmm. right? And enrich mm-hmm. the community that we live in. Um, and I said, you know, there are certain groups of us, type of us, you know, brothers and sisters who are quite positive, you know, mm-hmm. quite willing to look in the face of our enemies and just smile and say, you know what, I'm going to win. Mm. I don't care what you think. I'm going to smile. I'm going to build bridges. And there's a group of us who thought that way. And we said, we're going to create this thing called Black Professionals Tokyo. And because we are who we are, we can go out there to people who aren't black and say, Black Professionals Tokyo. And they'll go, huh? And I'm like, come on, don't worry. Yeah, it's okay. You're still welcome. Right? You're still welcome. You know, and, and they're like, Why? what if we had white professionals? I said, look, we live in this world. If something was called white professionals, you know what it would be about, right? <laughs> we don't live in a world of words. We live in a world of people and actions and cause and effect. Mm-hmm. So if someone like myself came to me and said, we have white professionals. And white professionals is a the American Club or whatever, you know, to where we want people to understand that, you know, you know, if the if, if the the the, the, the um, narrative was different, saying, you know, mm-hmm. we want to integrate and make people know that whiteness isn't about white supremacy. It's about, you know, depending yeah. on the spiel, mm-hmm. you know, but it takes a special type of person <laughs> to create that group, right? Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm so anyway, you know, in Japan we can create a group with that name. In Japan we can do a lot for, you know people of color, mm. Japanese people, showing them they can break free of their culture as well. Yes. The leadership. Absolutely. Right. So it's about leadership. the leadership. It yeah. is very much so. So let me, so let me ask you, man. Um, That's what this citizenship thing's about too, actually. Yeah. Getting back to the citizenship. Um, were there any doubts? Good question. Of course. I'm a human being. There's yeah. always doubts. <laughs> right? okay. There's always doubts. But it wasn't about the citizenship. It's about... Um, Came to Japan. I never thought about really being a Japanese citizen or a sense of you know. Before I came, it wasn't always the plan. But as I lived here and I was having families here and I was buying property here and I was building a career, I want to have a voice politically. I want to be able to vote. You know. Yeah. I want, and also as someone who likes to build bridges, I want the people around me, the Japanese, to know I have skin in the game. Mm. Right. And when the earthquake hit in 2011, my wife and I, or my wife said, we've got to go to Osaka. Let's go to Osaka for a week or something. You know, leave Tokyo because of the radiation, whatever. Mm-hmm. And a part of me was like, though, this is my home. I built my home, not with my own two hands, but I built the front yard and I helped with the backyard and I built this home, found the land, whatever. I do not want to leave. And I do not want my neighbors to think that I'm leaving them. Yes. Because this is my home. They're part of my community. This is my family, right? I'm the king of Wakanda now. You're Wakanda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wakanda. <laughs> no. Wakanda. Wakanda. No, but you mean the neighbor yeah. across the street was the, the older man. His family have taken care of us, took my wife to the hospital when we didn't have a car and we needed to be giving birth to my first daughter, Maya. Shout out to Maya. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, so I didn't want to leave. And I said, wait a second. I could do a lot by showing people that foreigners aren't going to leave. We're part of your culture. And not only are we part of it, we can add to it and we will, mm. right? We can provide you with so much. We hire people in our neighborhood to work for us in the bakery, right? Mm. We can provide your children with a future. I, I'm head of HR for a fintech company that's trying to go out there, and I'll talk about my company later if you want to know about it, but Patey, you know, we go out there trying to help the underserved underserved people, which is our, is our market right now. Mm-hmm. Those who can't get credit cards, young folks, people who've hit up on hard times, mm-hmm. contract employees, hopefully foreigners as well who can't get credit cards. They can do payments online without a credit card. Just your phone number, email address, or whatever. We're helping those people. This is an idea started by a couple of foreign guys. This is a Japanese business started in Japan, but mm-hmm. foreign guys that we can enrich this community. I can hire people. I can give your kids and internships and provide them with doors. You know, we as foreigners can do so much, but you have to have courage to do it. You know, yes. these people may reject these ideas I give them, and you not everyone has the courage to do it. So, that's, so doubts, mm-hmm. yes, but I believe in the mission. Yes. Um, let you me know. ask you a question Sorry, about I've that. that. No, no, no worries. Some, just something that came in my head when you was talking. Um, mm-hmm. So you said you want to give opportunities to, to people, oh, yes. um, foreigners included. And what I thought about was, you know, you, you hear like in Japanese society, the older you are, yes. the less chance you have of getting a job. Like say, say if you're transitioning to a different career yes. or something like that. Right. Can you guys help with that? Is, oh, most definitely. Yeah. I, am, I am the vice president of mm-hmm. HR. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're called Human Capital Management, okay. General Affairs, mm-hmm. GA, yeah. and Compliance. Okay. Uh, my compliance team, the oldest member of the team is 68 okay. Okay. or so. Yeah. And the youngest is early 50s. Okay. Right. And these are people who transition. Some are retirees. Obviously, in the 60s, you, re- you transition, you retire, and you mm-hmm. join. And I didn't hire him. He joined before I did. Um, and then the, the older folks, you know, they are moved from one company to another. Okay. You know, that diversity helps. These older folks, they have connections. They have Wisdom. experience. Yeah. Experience. Also, because of the Japan culture, where it is very strict, very rigid, they wanted to break out. They want to work in a startup. And they'll give you their heart and they'll support you. I mean, I love the fact that we can hire people who are quote-unquote at the end of their careers, so to speak, mm-hmm. and give them an opportunity to shine because this culture sometimes doesn't give people the opportunity yeah. to shine. We know, right? I, I'm, that, being, I'm being... Uh, that was my point with I'm being politically correct, saying yeah. it doesn't always give people... It beats you down. It you does, know what I'm saying? Yeah. But life beats people down. And so I want to give people that opportunity. And the fact that I'm a black man mm-hmm. doing this, yeah. and I said I've given up my... I'm giving yeah. up my U.S. citizen. It's... it's uh, I don't even want to get into the, the parodies like the, you know, the Jesus story and stuff like that but it's like these people may not deserve you yeah or they may not deserve to be helped because they're flawed like all of us but i'm like why not i wish someone would come help me Mm. let me just do what i want to do what i want someone else to do for me really that's it so that's and i said before that's come from my upbringing Mm. so did i answer your question did i have doubts of course because people were telling me Japanese don't like you you know what if they what if you what if they want to run foreigners out i said they run foreigners out they run us out but I believe in the mission, and, and so... And then, you know, to add on to this awesomeness, right? Mm-hmm. Black man gives up, eventually will give up his American citizenship. You are married to a black woman. Yes, Jamaica in the have, house. And you have black kids, Jamaica in the house. Yes, Jamaica. 
So I'm just like, it's it's still blowing my mind. I'm just like, wow. I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because well, we were assuming. The first thing I assumed was, oh, oh, he has two Japanese wipers. I yeah. did. And, I had two. Okay. I had two. For all mm-hmm. transparency's sake, I've been married. Well, married to my third time. I have not been married three times. I've been married mm-hmm. twice before. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first wife I met when I was in Kyoto as a student. When I was I was 20 when I met her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was 10 years my senior. A uh, mm-hmm. nice lady. She still is a very nice woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lives in Tachikawa with two of my children. Okay. Uh, my second wife, uh, she lives here in Tokyo with one of my daughters. That daughter happens to be in Canada uh, studying in high school right now. Um, and I've been through that. I yeah. met my... I met my wife for the first time at Obama's inauguration party I had organized, I'd helped organize here in Tokyo in 2009, January 2009. Mm-hmm. I met her there, um, and we, we got along, and we just clicked, we just immediately clicked. But no, I've been through that. I've been through divorce, I've been through, you know, what are gonna happen to the kids, am I gonna see them again? I've been through all that, but I believe, mm-hmm. dude, I, I, I tell you before, it's like a religion, I believe in the mission. I like, you know, mm-hmm. going through this divorce, my first divorce, and it was because I, um, I just didn't think that my, I thought my wife was a, a she was a robot, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Now she's not, no humans are robots, but at the time I was like, she's a robot, you know, programmed by Japan, mm-hmm. gotta be a salary man, that kind of stuff, and I said, she's not gonna be happy with me, and I'm not gonna be happy with her. And I gotta push it, I gotta push this, we got, we can't be together, it's not gonna work. Now, looking back, knowing what I know now, with the game I got now, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> I maybe could've made it work, who knows, right? But yeah. at the time I was like, no, this isn't gonna work, because I need a woman to push me and say, Henry, you know, you're afraid, but believe in the mission. Believe that you're going to go out there. You're going to make a difference. I just want to mm. make a difference. And if my wife's like, you know what? If my partner, the woman that I, re- I, I've brainwashed myself, say I got to rely on this woman to drive me sometimes when I can't drive myself. If she's like, you know, just get a job, just be a salary man, just do your thing. I thought I would lose something. My kids would lose something, right? Because I can get a good job. That doesn't doesn't ensure my children have a future either. Mm. And if I make this risk to do something different. Mm-hmm. do something that I dream of then I can ensure my kids and my kids kids and their friends and their, all their kids can have a better future I've I, that's just I've drunk the Kool-Aid right so mm-hmm. I, I left didn't really leave you know we had a lot of arguments eventually she agreed to the divorce mm-hmm. um, I have two wonderful children that I text every day they text me you know Monica mm-hmm. and Luca okay. um, shout out to Monica Luca yay uh, so I first divorce second um, uh, my second wife and I just to get too much detail but mm-hmm. she and I uh we met, found love, she's cool, we had a daughter together, we had a second, the second one passed away in childbirth, mm-hmm. uh, and we're, we're still friends, we're all, we're all friends, but we're, we're really close friends, uh, we used to work together for a while, but um, about the time Obama was sort of in the news, mm-hmm. I was awoken again, I, I fell into the salary man trap, I was doing these jobs, these thankless jobs, I was... Um, head of, I wasn't head of finance, but I was like project manager for finance for an insurance company. Mm-hmm. And I was just like lost. You know, I started Black Professionals Tokyo. I had a little cigar circle. I was doing social things, but I was just lost. Who am I? Felt like what a robot I, maybe? Felt like a robot. I felt like I was I was faking it. Mm-hmm. I was faking something. I didn't know what it was. And um, I realized, you know what? I started Black Professionals and I said, I'm a leader. I've got to go out there and take a risk. I've got to do what people are afraid to do mm-hmm. because I think it's right. Right? Cause I've got that stupidness and that crazy in me. <laughs> I got that strength of crazy in me. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> it is crazy. My wife will tell you first it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But the, um, and my wife at the time, she knows me very well, very well. And she's like, baby, you know, you, 
you want to do great things. You want to be different. You want to be like Obama, and I can't be Michelle. And she would read books, <laughs> and she was trying. I remember one time she set me down, and she had these books she had bought about you know Michelle Obama, Obama. Uh-huh. And, uh, and she's like, I read it, but I can't be that. And so, you know, we sort of, we just sort of said, you know, this isn't, this isn't, this this isn't going to work. Yeah. So to speak, she's not a people person, and that at least she wasn't then. And so we divorced, went to the lawyer's office together, mm-hmm. signed it, walked out, friends. We still are, but it's also about the vision. I can speak to people in a certain way. It's like, you know what? You give up this, but the world's gonna be a better place for your kids. And my first wife didn't get it. She didn't drink the Kool Aid. Really, mm. she was like, you know, but but you're divorced. We're not supposed to be friends, but we get along. It worked. It worked, man. When I have a picture of my phone I carry with me mm. of all my girls, I took them to the states, all five of them wow. to the states two years ago, and I'm like, for the first that, time, well, not for the first time. They've oh. been to the states before, oh, but started. all together, all together, just with daddy, just me and my five girls. Wow. And I took them and I said, that's, I realized, I looked at that, I said, that's a poster for why I am who I am, why I should be doing this. Mm. I can make this work, right? So getting to the citizenship thing, I realized I want to be a citizen and because I can show people that you don't need to be afraid, right? I'll do it first. If you're scared, (laughs) let me do it first. Yeah, right. Type of thing and create a community and stuff like that. So. When I started doing that, I said, you know, I want to vote and I want to be involved, but also I want to lead and I want to show people. And you can't do that without citizenship. I can't do that without citizenship. Yeah, so. I can't do it without it. So that's 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 it, dude. Sorry yeah, you, to be so loud. You, you, but you're like, very limited, I guess. Talking about my ex-wives got me got me reminiscing. <laughs> no, listen, guys, don't do it now. Where's the rum? I should have brought my bottle of rum. <laughs> yeah, you should. I can't have. talk about this, so I should. I, I I will next time you interview. If I have the opportunity to speak to you guys again, I'll bring rum. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we can we get you back on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, yeah so I, so I would assume then. Your current wife is very supportive. Oh, very supportive. She's quite supportive. The, the only thing that she's, um, I wouldn't say unsupportive, but we were cautious about is our children are American citizens. They're Jamaican and American. And so if they want to go to the States for um, yes, I was school, about that. my yeah. wife is Jamaican, so she needs to get a visa and all that kind of stuff. So we have to think about whether or not, you know, what type of, you know, visa she needs to get, green card perhaps for the States, so she <laughs> can go with the kids freely to... Um, uh, if they should want to study in the United States, mm-hmm. but as far as supportive, all supportive, yeah, oh yeah. So she's bought into the crazy too. So you know, I, yeah, I'm, she, she's known all about this for a while now. But the, the first, first time happened, you told her that you were, the first person I told, the first person I told was my my sec or my my seventeen year old daughter. Okay, I told her and she's seventeen she's, now. She wasn't seventeen then. Uh, I told her and I said, Daddy just realized what his dream is, sweetie. And she's, I said, it's, and I told her this because kids sometimes don't realize, especially in Japan, their, their parents had dreams. Yeah, yeah. They don't realize that dreams are something you should have. They think I've got to study and get a good job. But I'm like, you need to have your dreams. So I was, mm-hmm. was after a picnic. We had a, not picnic, but a party at my home. We we're outside in the front yard sitting on the lawn chairs. And I said, um, I said, sweet, your daddy has a dream. He's going to make this world a better place. He's going to die trying. And I said, and I figured it out. Mm. And I would become a Japanese citizen, and I'm going to help. You know, I could I could run for office. That could be also as well. But also, I can, you know, work with, um, you know, to help, like provide connections between public and private, like public organ, you know, like I mean, I mean, public and private, like people, cities and individuals want to like build a playground or do something in their city to help, you know, the elderly or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work with lots of companies. A lot of people who have a lot of capital, a lot of cash, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we can build bridges and stuff like that. So I said, you know, I can go out, I can lead. But I think I need to give up my U.S. citizenship to let Japanese know, guys, I'm committed to you. Mm. I, I think, because you know Japanese are, I mean, they don't care that I'm Japanese. They don't see me as a Japanese person. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go, oh, he's Japanese like us. Of course not. No, yes. no, no. Yes, yes. But 
I'm on your boat, guys. I can't go back. Mm. So I'm not a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm. I am a sheep. <laughs> Maybe a shepherd. I'd like to see that, but no, I'm sheep like you guys. So I think that that's a that's a sort of a, a thing I need to to have like a like a badge on me saying I'm in this boat, guys. Yeah. So I don't want it to sink either. Okay. Yeah. And, and and you you've, you're very active in your city, Maybe. right? Well, I'm active as I can be. I, I mean, yeah, my my new job has got me crazy busy okay but there's a lot of things I want to do for the city um, you know we planted trees um, mm-hmm. I there's going to be a Matsuri this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately I'm not able to contribute participate in it as like uh, organ helping organize it I've been too busy to be involved in meetings but I'll, I'll support it I'll bring okay. people there I'll buy lots of stuff I'll patronize it as much as I can mm-hmm. I, you know if they need sponsors by all means I'll see if my company can sponsor something mm. um, I also do sign language I, I speak Japanese sign oh wow I like to communicate with people yeah I do so my name is Hindi Tomoshimasu. Wow. So I do that, but I I wish also, our audience could see that. Uh, well, it's yeah, okay it's, one day. But one day. <laughs> the thing is, um, I learned it, I've learned it for a while. There's a circle that meets every Thursday. And shout out to them, those who can hear. <laughs> but they, um, because of my job, I'm not able to go for like the last three months. I haven't been able to go every Thursday to meet with this group. And they do a festival in the fall that I wanted to help them organize as well. So there's a lot I do. And a lot that I wish I could. Mm. But yeah, I'm active. Everyone knows me. When I walk in, they're like, oh, Henry, for better or for worse. Mm. You know, the family does the loud parties or whatever. I know my mayor. I know my city council. People. Yeah, I was, was going to bring it up. So you had the mayor in your house, right? Just chilling in your a crib? a couple times, yeah. Yeah, he's a good man. Did you have man. beer together, sake or something? Oh, I'll tell you how. How'd it go? How'd it go? He's, uh, he's a good man. He, he lived in the United States. Uh, he went oh, to school okay. there. Okay. I went to college there. He worked there for a while. He grew. He he he, he was in a very um, diverse group of like immigrant students. Uh-huh. I see the picture of him in San Francisco. You as picture of him on Facebook. You look at him, uh, Yoshi's, uh Yoshiharu Izaki. You mm. look him up on Facebook. Great picture of him. We got birthday cake and all these guys. Some wearing turbans, black folks, whatever. And then he got involved. We went to Houston. He saw the racism there. He saw posters for the Klan and stuff like that. He saw, you know, the race issues and things. And he made friends with colored folks, black folks. And that helps, man. I I, I realized that about Jap- Japanese. Um, mm-hmm. When they go out, when yeah. they go out of Japan and they yep. experience the world, mm-hmm. they have a better outlook and outlook. maybe they're more welcoming they're more to welcoming, yes. someone like yourself yeah. trying to do. And the he was there during the Japan bashing time. And in the Japan okay. bashing time, who were the people who were supporting him? Black people. Hmm. Right? So he sang in a gospel choir. I didn't know hmm. that till two months ago. I spoke with him. I'm like, what? No wonder. He was always so sort of like he wanted, when he, second time he met me, he's like, I want you and your wife to maybe come out for a photo shoot. You might be on the poster of the city. Mm-hmm. You know, another family was chosen. But the fact he went out there and said, you know, this black man, his family is a black family. I'm like, what kind of man are you? You know, so he did. He, he, he stopped by the house one day when I wasn't there. Gave my mother-in-law my, his card saying, you know, I want to meet. Because I met him at a Matsuri. Okay. I didn't know who he was. This Japanese man in Yukata. I'm talking to him. Everyone's standing around. And that's like, a festival. Sorry to cut you off. That's a sorry. festival for our audience. Yeah, Matsuri. Matsuri means festival. Yeah, yeah, like yeah we got to break down the Japanese yeah, sometimes. <laughs> a little no festival worries. in the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And he's uh, he was he was there. This, this Japanese man walks up to me. starts talking to me. And I'm like. You know, it happens. You know how Japanese will talk to us. Mm-hmm. And he's speaking English to me. I'm like, okay. And I'm speaking to him. People are starting to come around, looking at us from a distance, like, what's going on there? And I'm like, who's this guy? And eventually someone comes to me and says, sir, we have to leave. And he was the mayor of the town. I'm like, what? Do you know the mayor? I'm like, no. He seemed like a cool cat, though. <laughs> so then he stopped by my home. At one point, I wasn't there. I left his card. Mm-hmm. Um, I, e- I think I might have emailed him or something. Mm-hmm. And the next um, festival, I saw him. Next year, I saw him. 
he told me about the photos and stuff like that. And then I just decided, hmm, how cool is he? In other words, is this just, you know, PR? Is he just a politician? Or is there something, something I saw genuine in him? And I said, did you want to come over to my daughter's birthday party in April? We have a bunch of people over mm-hmm. in the yard, a barbecue, Jamaican food, lots of people from different countries in our neighborhood. And he came, and he came over. And he sat down like a regular person, and people were kind of standoffish about him. And I said to him, as someone who's also a leader in a group, sometimes who people will stay standoffish about me. It's like, that's Henry with his family, or that's Henry. I'm like, Henry's just a dude, man. You know? <laughs> and I saw him standing by my refrigerator, just by himself. And I walked over, and I said, Mayor? He's like, yes. I said, you know, you're the mayor. People come, they talk to you, and they tell you their story. Who listens to your story? And he looked at me, and he goes, no one. And I said, let's go outside and sit down for a bit. So I sat him down, mm-hmm. picnic table outside my front yard, and I had him tell me his story. And he wow. was telling me about how he was inspired by Jesse Jackson, you know, when he was there, when he, when he was there in the 80s. And we just talked a little bit. Um, and I realized he was genuine, and he really was a good man when he was eating a rib, right? I don't eat meat, but I can grill it like a mug, man. <laughs> you know, all the jerk stuff and the barbecue ribs and stuff, and I was cooking it. Yeah. And he lost his tooth. The tooth came out <laughs> uh, while he was eating it, right? Um, he was eating it, but he kept, he covered his mouth, he kept talking, and he stayed there. This is the mayor of my town, you know, and his, you know, his van was coming to pick him up at some point, and uh, he was just, he kept talking, and he kept listening to me. He's like, you, you know, please be involved in our city. We're creating this diverse city, you know, a place for families and everything. He goes, you know, please participate in some way if you can. Mm. And I'm sitting there going, okay, brother, I will. So that desire to want to be Japanese, to put sure I had skin in the game, got stronger that day. And I yes. said, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I might run for office, I might not, but I'm going to do this. Because there are people like him who will embrace me. And people I can work with these people to change the world. Mm-hmm. And then I told my daughter, I said, your father's going to do this. And I remember when I was eight years old, I told my father, I'm going to Harvard. I told him. And I said, I'm going. I don't care what anyone says. Daddy, I'm going. He tells this story to everybody. And I told him because I thought it's where smart people went. And I tell you, I went. And I made it. Mm-hmm. So I might not make this, but the same feelings in me. Because even if I lose an election, let's say, mm-hmm. I still win. Because look at what I've been able to do with people and change and create groups and communities. So it's not about winning an election. It's about, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a difference. I told my daughter, it's my dream. Wow. And we'll see. So that's that's the whole citizenship thing. That's where it came from. So if someone wants to be a citizen, it's not to me, it's not about taxes. It's not about Trump. Mm-hmm. It's about my vision. That's why I'm not scared. What do you mean it's not about Trump? It's no. not about Trump. You know, I was applying with... <laughs> How can you... Yeah. Give up your American citizenship. America. No, I mean, it, I was applying while Obama was president, right? You know, we had a black man in the office, and I'm still applying. You know, that's when yeah. I started the process, right? Uh-huh. So um, it's not about that. It's about the um, it's about the vision. And that's why when people hear this story, I'm not telling everyone to be a Japanese citizen. I'm saying follow your vision mm. for who you are. Think about it. Spend time about it, you know, and find out who you are. Find your vision because you'll believe it. And no one can tell you no, because it's who you happen to be. Man, this brother sent that out to the universe and making it happening. <laughs> As we say down south, yeah. making it happening. Making it happening. Yes, right. Happening. Yes, you know, right. But I can see you as a politician, as an elected official, because you believe it. I believe it. My, 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 my father, my wife, she goes, you know, you're a politician. I said, yeah, maybe I am. But I believe it. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, I'm, like I'm, I'm ahead of compliance, right? And I'm sitting there going, I'm a father. I could take this. I could do this. I could do whatever. But I just like, you know, I know what's going to happen if I don't do the hard thing. The world's going to be the same place it is. The same level of risk for my family and others. 
So that, I got that little bit of crazy in me. I said, you know what? I'm going to do take, make the hard decision. <laughs> the divorces were hard decisions, dude. Yeah. My yeah, second yeah. wife, literally, God bless her soul, uh, yeah. was the kind of woman that if I was having a bad day, she would want to make me a cheese sandwich. Sandwich. We call it cheese sandwich. 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 And a beer and just rock me to sleep and say, you know what? Quit your job, honey. I'll take care of you. Literally. Rock you to sleep. What do you mean by that? I mean, I mean, literally. Literally, this is the kind of person who would, who, I mean, literally, I mean, she didn't look like the kind of sister who was into brothers or anything like that, Uh but she loved her brother, man. She loved me. Uh And I was like, but I've got to do this. Not just for my children. If I stay home, man, my children may be okay, but for my children's children. Mm. I'm that kind of crazy, dude. And so. So, this is funny because it's like, I was just going to ask you, um, have any have any of your friends or family called you crazy for making this move? And no, my family know. My family knows me. And, and you, you're already admitting to your craziness, though. No, so. I'm crazy. My, <laughs> but the crazy is, it's not the crazy. I mean, I'm a very practical guy. I'm a pragmatic guy. Mm-hmm. I like here. I'm not preaching or telling about anything particularly left or right or anything. You know, I'm, I'm pragmatic. Yeah. Um, but there's this, I, I, be, I just believe this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. You know, um... And so my family, they know me. When I told them, my mother, mm-hmm. my mother's probably the one like, oh, I don't want you to give up your U.S. citizenship. Can you keep it type of thing? Mm-hmm. She knows her son. Her son's the kind of guy that's like, oh, people are afraid to walk through those coals. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm you, always the kid to go first. Yeah. I'm like, people are scared. I'll go first um, and get you beat up in school. Like your teacher's pet. I'm like, no, I just want people to feel comfortable. Right? That's just the way I am. Um, it's wired into me. And so uh, that's made me make these hard decisions that, you know, even my, my Sasha now would say, why'd you leave your second wife? She'll ask me. And I'm like, because I believe in the mission. Mm. The mission involves you. So, hey, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> She's a good woman, too. She's, she, she, she'd make me a sandwich and rock me to sleep, too. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying no. I'm like, give her brother a little Sasha that Jamaican rum. She would give me some rum and rock mm. me to sleep. And, and, she, and Sasha's doing well. Sasha's got her own you know, bakery and her pay and her, and her... You know, you guys are just doing it. And honestly, I... I actually saw you guys on TV. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a show about her, about Jermaine. Yeah, yeah about and you, you were just I was, chilling. I was just chilling. So. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, look at my boy Henry. She's just the, chilling. Uh, she's the star. Talking about it, Sasha. Sasha's yeah. the... She's the star, man. She's the star. Yeah. I mean, just a star. You know, she always jokes about me. She goes, Henry, you don't know how good you are, you know, type of thing. Because we're human. We get on ourselves. We mm. got issues and shit. Mm-hmm. I say shit. Can I say shit on this podcast? Man, you say whatever, say whatever you want. Say whatever the fuck you want. I'm just telling you. We issues, issues and shit. You ever heard our intro? Yeah, I've heard the intro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but Sasha's a superstar, man. Well, shout, out the, shout out the bakery, man. Oh, oh yeah, Young Cupcakery. Um, actually, if you want uh, cupcakes for an event, for a business event, mm-hmm. um, a cake for a wedding, for big events, she's where you should go. If you want six cupcakes for you know, delivered on a Tuesday or something, you know, she could make them and everything like that. But as the husband of a woman, and I see the effort she puts into it, mm-hmm. you know, she shines best when there's a big event and you want her to deliver them because then she's there. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's, I mean, we did a, a charity ball last year. She organized it with Jamaicans in Japan, but she was the organizer. I watched her sweat and work with people. A lot of people gave their time and effort to contribute to this, but she was the driver and singer there. I mean, she's, she's amazing. And so, you know, having someone like her mm-hmm. uh, on my side, mm. dude, doubt, fear, nah, yeah. nah, as long as Sasha's okay. Well, today she's sick, she has, she has some strep right now, so when this is over, I'm going to go home and, and nurse her. I can't rock her to sleep because she's sick, but... Get well, Sasha. Sure. That's yeah, right, get well, Sasha, Sasha. Get well. Shoot, we shot a rum and some lemon. We should have yeah. Sasha on the podcast. You yeah. definitely should have Sasha. You think I'm... Guys, if you like me, trust me, you'll love her. <laughs> okay. You'll love her, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so before we get out of here, um, what what... 
the process, citizenship process we talk about it all? Yeah. What do you want to say about that? What advice okay. would you have? If you're an American, especially if you're American, you want to get Japanese citizenship, um, it's pretty straightforward. There, Very few Americans apply for it, so they'll be shocked. And I think touched. Because, I mean, I had these bureaucrats who were very stern and mean-looking, but very kind to me. Mm. I mean, one guy, I was going through this for the third or fourth time with paperwork and the interview, and some of the paperwork was wrong. And I, I, I almost broke, I sort of broke, I, I broke down, guys. Mm. I'm sitting there like, I'm just going to give up. This, I'm not, I can never get this right. You know, every document right and correct. And they, um, the guy, this bureaucrat, 50-something-year-old bureaucrat man says, don't give up. You can do it. This Japanese man, I'm like... Thank you. <laughs> right? You know, like, I'm, so, you know, the thing is, people say Japanese are mean or they're this. I said, but I know otherwise. You know mm. what I'm saying? I know people can be Same bad. here, Humans yeah. suck, man. Humans can be terrible. But humans can also be awesome. So, uh, mm-hmm. the advice I'd give to them, because I know it's hot in here, guys. The, no, no, the, no, no, no. I'm good. The advice good. I'd give to you is that if you're going to do it, um, you can do it on your own. Just have a friend, Japanese friend, who's really organized. Because mm. all you got to do is gather documents and fill in forms. That's it gather you got to have your you know diploma all the things for permanent residency um but also birth certificates for your mother your father your siblings any divorce decrees marriage certificates for your family mother and father that is mm-hmm. any adoption papers and stuff like that if you have adopted uh family or whatever um and then you know your 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 bank account your jumin hill all the japanese documents as well mm-hmm. just get those together fill in the forms and you're done right now I, I just I tried to use a, a, a scrivener or a lawyer to do it and they just weren't experienced enough and I, I wasted a year using a lawyer that wasn't experienced. And at the end of the day, I had all the documents, I talked to my ex wife who was an accountant. I said, She goes, Look, she goes, Henry, I can't make you a sandwich or rock you to sleep anymore. But <laughs> I can help you with this documentation. Yeah. Because, you know, if I'm a citizen then I can't run away and she can get all the money she needs from me. <laughs> That's the <laughs> right? cynic in me saying it, but no. I mean she just wanted to help a brother out. So we sat down, she went through all the documents, helped me fill them out. And it was perfect. Handed it in. It's done. It was, it was painless then. Um, so just uh, have someone to help you. Mm. A Japanese person you trust help you with the documentation. Make sure your relationship with all your siblings and family is good because you need the documents from them. You know, you need birth certificates and stuff. Make sure you have good relationships. And other than that, just uh, don't give up. Mm. You know, because you're, 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 you're creating a road or pioneering and you're going to inspire a truckload of folks, man. Yeah. Really you're inspiring me right now. I yeah, mean, yeah, same here. I'm not, I'm not close to doing that, but yeah, but, yeah I mean, I mean, but just, just to know that you, you, you paved the way. Yeah, I mean, ten years from now, if you're thinking about it, yeah. um, you know, it's yeah. from a tax perspective, it doesn't help me much because I'm still, you know, both. So I mm-hmm. file in the U.S. I file in Japan, mm-hmm. um, but it puts it shows that I have skin in the game. That's it. It's part yeah. of my. It's, that's part of my narrative. It's skin, skin in, in the, the game. game. Yeah. And what, what advice would you give people? In general, just uh, general. navigating through this through life, Japanese world in Japan. Well, uh, society. You've seen the Karate Kid, right? You got to find <laughs> your Mister or Mrs. Miyagi. You need to find someone you can trust who will advise you, and people will do it. People will help you because some people there are some people in this world who just want to help. Mm-hmm. This is what they do, right? I'm one mm-hmm. of those people. Mm-hmm. So you'll find people who will help you and guide you to the best of their ability, given mm-hmm. their time schedules and whatnot. Yes. And you find someone who can introduce you to communities and people, help you build connections, because. Then when all shit goes down or you're depressed or whatever it is, you've got a network to catch you, if not just by yourself, right? So advice, not only in Japan, but in general, find someone or some group that you can you can be a part of that will help you, that will support you, that you can get support from, and everything else takes care of itself. That's wow. Wow. 
brother dropping some jewels, man. Some gems. Think so? Well, thanks, guys. I yeah, yeah, no, seriously. I say, yeah. I, I say this all the time to myself and stuff. So <laughs> it's, to me, I'm just like old hat. But anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most thanks, definitely. Man. You got any last comments um, before no, we get out of no. here? Oh, you know, uh, it's just it was a, a joy having you here, and then oh, you, you know, being your in energy. The <laughs> oh, there's a cond up there. I just noticed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. see, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you get the poster from, though? Uh, actually, you know, uh, a good friend of mine uh, works at a movie theater on oh, a military you base. Lucky mother. And uh, I was like, you. "Yo, man, I you would... got that Black Panther, <laughs> man! I, if you could get me one of these, man, I, I, I pay you. A well, well, right now, man. right now, I'm planning on getting me another poster, so it's yours. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Just go ahead and take brother. the whole thing, man. Wait, I can take this. You can yeah, take it right yeah, now, man. Right, right, right now. This is coming really, through. You, you mean it? No, yeah. I'm serious. Holy shit! Wait, how do I get it out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll it's gonna be we'll, on we'll, my wall. Well, we'll we'll get it out. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get it out. We'll get yeah, it out. yeah, yeah. I got you know you know I'm a country boy, so I just jury rig some stuff with some some, awesome. some tape. And I think that's gonna go on my wall tonight. <laughs> sure. On my wall. I'm yeah, a photo yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just just a little duct tape in the back. I ain't wanna mess oh, it yes. up. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. My man gave it because I was planning on putting. I was telling him I'm gonna put another weird exotic. Now right. it's covering the first one, which okay. you can have that one too. It's covering the first one, which was um. Mona Lisa uh -huh. smoking a blunt. A blunt. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but anyway, so people who don't know what I'm talking about, there's a Black Panther poster sort of matted on the ceiling here, attached to the roof of the of the van, and mm -hmm. I just saw it, and I'm like, where'd he get it from? And I thank you, the man. Mobile Man Cave is Mobile dope, man baby. Cave, baby. Man Cave is off the yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah, because I, I was just, just behind on. you. We got the brother. I saw this old, old dirty, dirty, bastard. dirty bastard. That was yeah, done he's by looking um, down upon us. That, that was done yeah. by uh, the artist Distorted. Shout out okay, to Distorted. Cool. Yes, nah, yes. Dope she's, artwork. She's dope yes. artwork. And I see that. I see the uh, the Pink Panther. Sorry, that, that 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 means a lot to me too, actually. Oh yeah. That's one of the first cartoons I saw as a kid. I remember watching that on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's something that me and my daughter had in common when she was small, because I loved me some Pink Panther growing up. Yeah. And yeah. so my daughter saw it. Oh, so cute. I was like, good. Let's watch it together. You know what I'm yes, saying? And I yeah. I watch it with my older brother. Yes. Exactly. So cool. Thanks, guys. I yeah, really man. Not a problem. So, so, man, go ahead and shout yourself out. You got any social media, anything? Uh, I'm not a big social media. I mean, I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. But um, if, if I don't know you personally, I might not friend you because I don't know who you are. So if you I, want I'm to, like that, too. Man. Yeah. So yeah, same here. You follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'll let you, you know, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, also, you can join uh, Sills Improvement Seminars. Okay. I've got this group on Facebook. So if I don't know you, I still, you know, I do videos and I do advice and coaching. Uh, not as often as I would like, but I do do videos um, just to help people out. So find that and we can communicate via that. And of course, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. Everything's under my name, Henry Seals or Henry M. Seals or some configuration of that, configuration of those, those names. And uh, if anything I can do, just 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 shout. And shout out shout out the, the um, Sasha's bakery. Oh yes, one more thank time. you, man. See, yeah. you're so good at this. I, you, <laughs> no. I'm not very good of a self promoter yet. <laughs> um, so Yum Cupcakery, it's yumcupcakery.com. Um, she's focusing primarily right now on big events, catering. Um, but of course, you know, if you want a special event, and you want a tasty cake, and you know, she's the best. She really is the best. Everything tastes great. And they have uh, Instagram, Twitter, and all. Uh, that? She's on Facebook. Yum Cupcakery on Facebook. Okay. There might be a Twitter, but do Facebook. Okay. Contact her on Facebook. Her email is Sasha at yumcupcakery.com. One word, two M's. Y U M M C U P C A K E R Y dot com. Uh, you get some tasty stuff there, and the catering's great. She does African food, Jamaican food, mm. Japanese food. She does everything. She's great. Um, and that's it, man. Just, just 
and I hope people can, you know, follow you guys. I mean, I just because of Baye's interview, I started listening to yeah. your podcast. So oh, thank yeah. you, my brother. Really, really appreciate cool. that. Really, and really you know cool. what? I I think you know amongst many gems that you left us with. Uh, oh man, I, I I definitely took the main thing I took was you know we 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 enjoy doing this podcast. We're not like taking it too serious, but you know we we just trying to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, we're and, just enjoying it. And yeah, we're trying to um, we're trying to show that Japan is more than just. Japanese, more oh, than yeah. just ninety-something percent Japanese, yes. and, and 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 we love more to, than sushi temples and shrines and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically, right? And so, yeah. you know, I, I, your your words, um, believe in the vision, man. I'm I'm kind of stuck with that. So hopefully, we'll just yes, t- sir. You know, go, go with those words and, and and keep keep this podcast going. Please do, please do. And Bye. you know what? Like the brother said, he may not friend you because he don't know you, but damn it, follow this brother because his energy is like, whoa, it's off the chain. Stratospheric. Thanks, guys. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, so, uh, yeah, and if you new to the Raw Urban Move podcast, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. We don't have a Facebook. Um, you can listen to us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher. Yes, sir. Oh, I forgot the other one. But yeah, just stick with those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Cashbox. Cashbox. Cash Cash right. Yeah. There we go. All right. We out of here. Peace. 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 Guys. Peace.